Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Come on, let's give him glory. I want you right on the screen. Would you just start typing millions? Somebody just start typing billions. If you got crazy faith, start typing trillions. Hallelujah. If you believe that's the amount of blessings you're going to receive before this summer is over, would you give God glory for it? Come on, somebody just shout it out loud. Millions, billions, trillions. I believe that for me. I believe that for you. I believe that for your household. Hallelujah. Thank you, Travis. I'm grateful for the oil that's on your life. Would you uh, meet me in the book of Isaiah chapter 54? Isaiah 54. Open up your Bible apps for me. Go to verse 17, Isaiah 54, verse 17. You know it. You just don't know that you know it. Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. You may be seated. I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, I'm going to come out all right. I'm going to come out all right. Would you look at the person beside you and you just tell them that about yourself? Tell them, I'm going to come out all right. Look at the person on the other side and say, I'm dealing with a lot right now, but I promise you I'm going to come out all right. My dear comrades, it's hard to fathom that with all the medical and technological advances, that every four and a half minutes, every four and a half minutes, a baby is born with a defect. That equates to 120,000 babies impacted annually. 120,000 babies born with a defect every year. The irregularity spans the spectrum from aesthetic to intestinal with nothing off limits. Ranging from a cleft lip a frail heart, a damaged brain, impaired vision, or even limited hearing. The well-being and welfare are wrapped around detection and care. Sometimes they can be spotted before the actual birth. In other instances, it takes the full of first year using echocardiograms 
x-rays and a battery of other tests. Specialists suggest that it often occurs within the first three months of pregnancy while the organs are forming. But it's harder to detect until the last six months after it is that the organs have fully formed or failed to form. Some of the malfunctions can be traced to the delicate combination of uh, genes, parental behavior, like alcohol, drugs, physical abuse, improper prescriptions, high risk in age or weight or even environment. While researchers and specialists are still at odds understanding fully how these factors adversely affect the womb, hear this, during formation, believers are unwavering in our conviction that it's not how you start, it's how you finish. The gospel is replete with examples of people who were born a certain way but did not die that way. Within the last generation, our language has evolved from using the terminology deformed to defects. While the latter is no longer politically correct or socially acceptable, it is linguistically intriguing. Because you have to understand here this, that uh, formed is a verb which is the action of bringing together parts to create something else. Like uh, in middle school, I formed a rap group. Or we formed a business after college. The secondary definition is to make or fashion into a certain shape or form. Of the kids formed a castle out of sand on the beach. Or you checked into a hotel and the housekeepers formed a swan out of the towel. We often quote all things work together for good, but we rarely, if ever, pause to consider what that implies. That God brought together your trauma, your trials, your testimony, your disappointment, your rejection, your bad relationships, your dysfunctional family, and out of that, he made something good. Even the military knows to get information means that it's got to line up before you go to battle. I want you sitting on your couch. I want you to sit up in your bed, even in this room. I want you to lift up your hands because I want to say something to you that I believe that God wants you to hear. And that is that things in your life are getting ready to line up. That God is getting ready to pull together the things that are necessary for your life to be a success. If you believe that, I want you to thank him in advance, even while it doesn't look like it. In the history of humanity, 
We know that Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, hear what it says. And the Lord God, here's our verb, formed man of the dust. Formed him out of the dust of the ground. And then he does this. He breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. On this young adult Sunday, this emerging generation template, I want to say to you something that I think is worthy of our observation is that Adam was not born an infant. I want to say it another way, and I hope you'll receive it. Adam was robbed of a childhood. He comes in as an adult. I want to say this to some parent. I want to say it to some child. Here's what is so important that Genesis teaches us is that you cannot become an adult without dirt on you. The only way you can ever become an adult is you got to have some dirt on you. The dirt of your decisions. The dirt of your dysfunctions. The dirt of your predilections. The dirt from your divorce. Your dirt from disease, your dirt from debt, your dirt from your depression. Don't you dare try to tell your children you just arrived. You've got to expose to them the dirt that you've been through. Because if they don't know you've been through dirt, they won't understand what it means to become an adult. Anybody who has grown has got a long trail of dust that they have come out of. And the only reason why you're standing is that with all of your dirt, God decided to breathe on you. And I'm so thankful that I got some adults who are thankful under God that God was not above giving me mouth to mouth knowing I got dirt still on me. Many parents, many parents are confronted with the harrowing news about the state of their child in prenatal care. And they feel helpless about what to do with it. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse number 5 said, God shows his hand when he says, before, here's our verb, I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you. In other words, he knew our defects, but it did not deter our destiny. Can you imagine the Lord called Moses to be a deliverer knowing he had a stammering tongue? But that still does not preclude him from being called and from being chosen. He already knows. I know this is hard for you to digest. He knows what's wrong with you. He knows that you fall in love too easy. He knows that you forgive too quick. He knows that you spend too much. He knows that you sleep too late. He knows that you cuss too often. He knows you stay online too long. But in spite of that, he still called you. 
The thing that you ought to be giving God glory for is that because God already knows what's wrong with you, the enemy has no ammunition to use against you. Whatever it is that the enemy tries to bring out, God already knew it in advance. I don't know why you act like it's a shock to God. You got to tell God the issues you think he doesn't know. You got to tell him how you stay up late at night and watch pornography online. You got to tell them that you wrestle with your sexuality. You got to tell them that you hate your shape. You got to tell them you don't like that your hair don't grow long. You got to tell them you got a complex about having an overbite or having a gap. You got to tell them how you feel that you always had to wear glasses. You got to tell them that you resent you got flat feet like your dad. You got to tell them that you got hips too early and got breasts too soon. You got to tell them that you don't like that your complexion is that dark. You got to tell them that it's unfair that you got problems with acne. You got to tell them that you got an issue, that you got to take medication. You got to tell them that you're mad, that you can't play outside sports. You got to tell them you got an issue, that you got real anger and hostility about your father being absent. You got to tell them that it ain't right that you are in competition with your own mother. You got to tell them that you're not good at math. You got to tell them that you don't test well. You got to tell them you fall asleep when you're reading books. You got to tell them that you like talking more than you like learning. You got to tell them that you've got attention deficit disorder. You got to tell them that you got a heavy sex drive. You got to tell him. Tell him what he already knows. Knowing that he made you with a defect. He made you knowing that everything wasn't working right. He had to make something missing or else why would you need him? He had to hold something back or else why would you pray? He had to remove something. How else could he get your undivided attention? I'm talking to some people who know that because of what you've been through, that's why you and God are tight like that. Because he looks beyond all of my faults. I better say it another way. He looks beyond all of my defects. He, he looks beyond all of my dysfunction. And he sees me at my needs. Most of um, many parents are, parents are comforted with them. Um, with knowing that some stuff is out of their hands, that it's in God's hands now. In our homeroom text, Isaiah, the 14th chapter, the 44th chapter, it would be reckless for us to bypass verse 24. Look at what verse 24 says. The Lord thy Redeemer, and he that formed, here's our verb again, he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord. Here it is. It gives me problems. I don't even like saying it. 
The Lord says, I am the Lord that makes all things. What an encompassing and an indictment statement that God makes all things. God makes congenital heart disease. God makes Down syndrome. That God makes autism. That God made cancer. You ain't going to like this. That God made jealousy. That God made anger. It's a hard one for us to digest. That God created poverty. And yet, he also created the power to become rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. He also created joy that is unspeakable. He also created a peace that passes all understanding. He, he also created a mercy that endures to all generations. The earth is the Lord and all that dwell therein. I, um, I don't know what product you have in your house. Maybe a microwave. Maybe a vacuum cleaner. Maybe a flat screen TV. But when you don't know how to fix it, <laughs> the instructions say, return to manufacturer. Whatever's going on in your child, Whatever's going on in your house, whatever's going on in your body, if you don't know how to fix it, return it back to the manufacturer. This, this battle is not mine. This battle is all yours. I got to pause right here because I feel like there's some stuff we got to turn over to them. Would you just lift up that hand? Why are you asking me to lift my hands? Am I in worship? No. You're lifting up your hands because I needed heaven to see that you just took your hand off of it. You're saying, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to change this. I don't have what it takes to shift it. But God, I give it back over to you. You gave this to me. You gave them to me. And I, I give back to them. The God that created them. So God, take them with their disrespectful spirit. Take them with their talk-back attitude. Take them with that spirit of neglect. Take them with no value and appreciation. Take them. God says, I, I, I'll take them because they belong to me anyway. I just loan them to you. You ought to thank God. That nobody has possession of you but the God of our salvation. I don't know how many of you are willing to own up to it. You are not the product of your mama. You are the product of your mama's prayer. You are not who your daddy was. You are going to do greater things than these, than what he was able to accomplish and achieve. You ought to thank God you got handed over. It only makes sense that you then read Isaiah 
54. And now go to verse 16. See, it is I who created the blacksmith. Another translation, it is I, here's my verb, that formed the blacksmith who fans the coals into the flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. A lot of us quote verse 17, but never read verse 16. God is saying something that is troublesome and worrisome. God is saying, I created who's trying to destroy you. God, help me. I created your enemies. Y'all don't like this. Not only did I create your enemies, I taught them how to make weapons. God is saying in no uncertain terms, ultimately I am in charge. I let them create the weapons, but I needed them to see that it would not work. God help me. Every weapon of your enemy has now been rendered ineffective. They thought they had what it took to keep you hostage to your defect. So they thought you would always be in special education. They thought you would always be on medication. They thought that you were going to go no further than your bloodline. They tried to block you because you didn't have the right pedigree, didn't have the right name. Hear me? You didn't have the right shoes. You didn't have the right diction. The only thing you had right was the right God. And you ought to be thanking God that as long as I got King Jesus, I don't need anybody else. Folk want to know what do you have going for you? I've got the favor of God on my life. He opens doors that I was unable to see and he shuts doors that are unnecessary. It's not until you understand that Abba created everything. Or, for our verb for the day, he formed everything. That you can now appreciate. Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon. Formed against you will prosper. After the Babylonians destructed Jerusalem, they were going to be chaos and confusion. But there was a prophetic promise that they would suffer no further devastation. That is the word for you. After coming out of COVID-19, after surviving the pandemic, after outliving the breakup and the divorce, God had you to log on today for you to hear the clarion announcement from heaven that there will be no further devastation. Whatever loss you have already had, that was the last thing you're going to lose of significance. This is now your season to accumulate, to make up for the time that you lost, for the possessions that you lost, for the pieces of your heart that you lost. God said, I'm now getting ready to pull it back together. He said to Ezekiel, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, Lord, thou knowest. The Lord said to Ezekiel, prophesy. And if you start speaking,
speaking is going to start coming together. I need you to open up your mouth in here because God said if you open up your mouth, it's going to start coming together. If you open up your mouth, your family is coming together. If you open up your mouth, your business is coming together. If you open up your mouth, your finances are coming together. If you open up your mouth, your family is coming together. God controls the weapons. And God controls who uses the weapons. Hallelujah. I need you to be seated for just one moment. God gave me a peculiar assignment for this Emerging Generation Sunday. Unlike anyone that I've ever downloaded from the throne room of heaven. What God said um, in this hour where we talk about millions, billions, trillions. He says, um, Jamal, call this generation to do something their parents didn't know to do. That the generation ahead of us wished for, but never prayed for. God help me. I'm telling you, I'm getting ready to dismantle and amputate the enemy. Because the sound of worship that is getting ready to emanate out of the earth has never been heard from the eardrum of heaven. I need you to hear me that today I am not worshiping God for college scholarships. I am not worshiping God for internships. I am not even worshiping God for places of employment. But he said, Jamal, have this generation of worshipers pray. Have them worship. Here it is. That the unborn children in their bloodline will be born with no defects. I can't hear nobody. I need you to open up your mouth that no children that come out of your family will have to deal with learning disability. I need you to open up your mouth that your children will not be on medication. I need you to cry out loud that they will not live in a bubble, that they will not need asthma pumps, that they will not be in bifocals, they will not wear correctional shoes. I need you to open up your mouth that God will make them come out all right. I need you to bless God that their mind will be right, that their heart will be right, that their hands will be right, that their feet will be right. Hallelujah. I'm going to come out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy God. I'm going to come out all right. Hallelujah. I'm going to come out all right. It may not look like it. I got a lot of stuff wrong with me, but I'm going to come out all right. I got some issues, but I'm going to come out all right. When God gets through with me, I shall come forth as pure gold. I know y'all ain't got that kind of faith. 
but your child is giving you trouble. Your grandchild is giving you concern. You worried about your nieces and nephew, but God said, if you praise me now, they're going to come out all right. I need let the redeemed of the Lord who got some dirt on them, would you lift up your voice? Would you magnify him? It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. I got a feeling that everything is gonna be all right. The Holy Ghost done told me everything is gonna be all right. Lift up that hand. Worship on behalf of your children. On behalf of your godchildren. On behalf of your nieces. On behalf of your best friend's children. Open up your mouth. They're going to come out all right. They've been experimenting with drugs. But they're going to come out all right. They've been drinking out of your pantry. But they're going to come out all right. They've been stealing money out of your purse. But they're going to come out all right. They've been sneaking people into the house. But they're going to come out all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How much you to lift up that hand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's going to be all right. Hallelujah. I don't know who needs that today. But you don't need to talk to your neighbor. Would you just say it to yourself? It's going to be all right. Yes. Hallelujah. It, it don't look like it, but it's going to be all right. Lift up that hand. I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. I want to pray for your children. I want to pray for the next generation of your family. I want to pray for your bloodline. That God will, um, will make it all right. Lord, I pray. Would you speak the name of your children now? Speak the name of your children now. Speak the name of your grandchildren now, your godchildren now. Type the name of your children. They're going back to school. Don't worry about it. They're going to be all right. They're going to get it together this semester. Lord, I pray that you assign an angel who will not be intimidated by their deformity. That will not be threatened by their dysfunction. That will meet them right where it is that they are. God, I need you to anoint these parents these caretakers, these guardians, because without speaking it, many of them have become weary and well-doing because they don't know what to do. I pray just like you did for that blind man, touch him again so that they can see that this is not the end. This is a transition. I believe that the race isn't given to the swift nor to the strong, but to those who endure to the end. And those of you, your faith comes into agreement with mine that the children of your family, not one or two of them, all of them 
are going to turn out all right. If you believe it, would you give God some glory for it even right now? I don't know what's wrong with y'all. I said, would you open up your mouth? Come on, do better than that. Do more than that. Come on, come on. Bless him with the fruit of your lips. Like you see him graduating. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Come on, bless him. Like you see him drug free. Come on, give God glory. Like they not going to be with somebody God didn't ordain. Come on, bless the name of our God. I'm going to open the doors. This church, albeit virtually. I want families to get connected to God. I want families to grow in his grace. I want families, hear me, to come out of the dirt and be who it is that God formed you to be. I need you. I don't care where you live, whether you're in Milwaukee or Mississippi or Michigan or Maryland or, or Macon or Monroe. I need you to be a part of what God is doing. God created everything. And that ought to give you solace that he's already created your future. He's already created your destiny. All he needs of you is to turn yourself in. And I need you to bring your whole family with you. Everybody in your household, I need them under this covering. I need them under this oil. I need them under this grace. The prompts by which I... You can join up below me even in this moment. Our prayer counselors are standing by. We're ready to bring your whole family in. And can I say this to you? I can't wait next month to baptize your family. I can't wait for your whole family to be submerged. Can't wait for your family to walk in the newness of life. Ladies and gentlemen, in the Old Testament, we understand that 40 is the number of generations. Every 40 years, another generation emerges. I want you, if this word resonated with your condition, with your circumstance, with your situation, I want to challenge every single one of you to sow a seed of 40. This is for the generation that's coming behind me. That there'll be no deformity. There'll be no defects. That nothing will be out of order. Whether you're doing so through Givelify, whether you're doing through Pushpay or Text to Give, I want you to be the kinsman redeemer for your family. Saying, I'm doing this because the next generation is on the line. I'm doing this because I believe that God has something special. He's got something amazing. And I want my children to be beneficiaries. I often say this, and I hope you'll shout about it in this room. What if everything you don't get, your children receive? Would you be happy about, y'all ain't saying nothing. What about everything you never had, your children have access to it? I'm believing that it's flowing down to the second and even into the third generation. Something good is happening. I want you to stay tuned so that you can receive our final blessing for what God has for your life. Come on, clap your hands if you know it's going to be all right. 
Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, clap that hand. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it 